on, you fucking do. There we go. There we go. Got the torch going. Got the torch going. Lighting the blunt for the miscellaneous debris podcast. Thank you for joining me, by the way. Once again, it is I, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Don't forget, you can check me out on the socials at RMK Madness on Twitter and the Gram. Apologies. When light at first, you know, I had the same problem last night when I recorded this fucking episode for the very first time. That's right. That's right. For some reason, <clears throat> what I ended up recording last night did not fucking work. It just didn't. I don't know what the deal is. So having to re-record today, it's a bit of a daytime recording. Hmm. And if you know me, the mad chatter, well, I like to record at night whilst everyone else in my household is sleeping. That way I get no little kid sounds in the background, no wifey sounds in the background, not a lot of outside car, motorcycle, truck sounds in the background. No, I usually don't have a lot of that. So I apologize, but there is a good chance as I hear truck in the background, there is a good chance. Mm. We're going to be hearing some background noise today for that. I do apologize. I really do. I do. I do. I do. Wait a minute. Can I turn this down? Uh, audio setting. Can we do this while it's recording? We are. Oh my goodness. I feel like just slightly loud. Can we turn? No, no, can't do it right now. All right. Sorry. Fucking with stuff while I'm trying to pod. <laughs> okay. So I apologize if there's some background noise today. I apologize if, if it's not the most spectacular podcast. But as I said, I did it once already. And really, the one I recorded last night was fucking great. So, now, so I'm like, of course, of course, I have to re-record it again. And it's going to be less than, less than. Mm. I hope not. <sighs> But there's a very good possibility <sighs> that this is just not as good as the one I recorded last night. But that's all right. That's all right. So once again, welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris podcast. <laughs> Lots to get into today. I hope you all have been well since we last spoke. Not bad here at the house. Madhouse MK. A uh, little bit stressful. We got a lot going on. Got a lot of stuff. I've mentioned it before. Wife's got a surgery coming up. The boy's starting his school. And we got a bunch. We're moving. So this next couple of weeks is going to be awfully hectic for the Madhouse MK. And so I'll apologize right off the bat. If somehow, somehow, I am not able to get to a podcast next week, I apologize beforehand, ahead of time. And... I'll make it up to you. I'll make it up to you. But as I said, lots to do in the next week or two and uh, just may not have time depending on how things go. If we can get started on the moving shit this week, which fingers crossed, if we can get started on that this week, I should be okay. But uh, we got to push, push the moving shit farther back a little bit than uh, I might not be getting to a pod, might not be set up to get to a pod. So you know, it is, it is what it is, my friends. <laughs> ah. But yeah, always fun, the moving. It's a pain in the ass, really. It's crazy to me how difficult it is right now to find a place. It's been tough. Fucking moving. I hate it. It's, I, I, a love-hate relationship, really, because I don't like the process of the moving. But once the process is over, I love the feeling of just new house, new area, you know, just all that stuff. Like I, I enjoy, I like to switch shit up, you know, I do that even though, you know, even if at a place for a few years, you got to reorganize the living room, put the couch on the other side, you know, shit like that. Mix it up. Mix it the fuck up. So I'm down to get into a new place and get settled, but it's going to take some time. 
probably some bumps along the road, a little stressful. So there's a slight chance. We may not pot next week, but we'll see how it goes. Just know, if you don't see one come out, that is why. Shit got too crazy. And maybe I'll still try and get on and do a little something regardless. But uh, also always fun is the, the physical. Had my yearly physical this week. And uh, I'm in pretty good shape. So that's always good news. Um, seems like I maybe need to... You know, watch the, the cholesterol a little bit. They just getting out there just slightly. So keep an eye on that. Try and aim low cholesterol diet. But for the most part, not doing too bad. Physically feel good. And you know, this month, and I, and I don't like to talk about this particular thing because I don't care. I haven't cared for a long fucking time. But my birthday is this month. I can say when, because again, I don't care. But it's sometime this month, between now and the end of August. And I will be turning 39, almost 40. Now, I'm good with it. I always thought I'd start panicking a little bit the closer I got to 40. Mm. Starting to get older. And that's the thing with going to the physical, is as you get older, <laughs> You start to worry a little bit like, okay, I got to start worrying a little bit shit because the body doesn't heal itself like it used to. And, 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 and not only that, but things just seem to start falling apart as you get older, right? As is the way of life. Now, if you take good care of your body, <clears throat> hopefully you're not falling apart too much. I seem to be doing a decent job because I'm still in decent shape. I do got some stomach issues, a little bit of back pain, but otherwise I'm doing all right. and. I certainly don't feel almost 40. I don't act almost 40 most of the time. <laughs> and I certainly don't look it by, you know, just the, the general, um, you know, waffle house cook appearance that I have. And I, I, I'm aware, I'm aware I have that appearance, uh, even damn near 40. I still got the tattoos, the piercings. And uh, yeah, look, I look like I belong in one of those kitchens. You see when you go into IHOP and it's got the open kitchen. I actually worked. Had a couple of different IHOPs, you know. My neighbor, my Asian neighbor, I say Asian because I'll be honest, I am not the greatest at identifying uh, the difference between Chinese, Korean, Japanese. I try. Like I watch wrestling. See, there's the background noise. Cops. 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 Are they going to get some Proud Boys? I hope they're going to get some Proud Boys. They will do that. They're buddies. Anyway. <laughs> so, yes, it's, it's, it's get a little older. You start worrying about stuff. You want to take good care of your body. For the most part, I'm good. I'm fucking good. And, you know, I'm going to continue to do what I can because, it, it, you know, what the hell? See, I got super fucking distracted by those sirens. See, <laughs> I I should cut that. I really should cut this shit and and edit it and and start not start over the whole podcast. But I should do some editing right here. But I'm not gonna. You know, you know me. I tend to sink into this shit. So we're just gonna keep doing it. The sirens distracted me. <laughs> I was talking about. I went right back into what was on the show sheet, but I was talking about uh, my Asian neighbor and uh, it really is hard for me. I even watch like wrestling. I, I'm, you know, big fan of new Japan pro wrestling. And then I like AEW wrestling. They have Chinese competitors. Right. And I grew up as many of, you know, in a diverse growing up with diversity all around me. I had Korean friends, North and South. I had Japanese friend. I had an, a Chinese friend. So I had different, I still struggle to tell the differences and I know there's ways to do it. I'm just, I'm terrible with it. So I always go Asian because I don't want to offend, you know, I don't want to call a Japanese dude, a Chinese dude. I learned this 
when I worked with a dude from El Salvador and I slipped up and called him. I didn't like not derogatory, like Mexican. And it was just like, like more like, Oh, you're Mexican, right? No, no, no. Inmar from El Salvador was not Mexican. And he wanted to be very clear about that because he was not fond of Mexicans, which is, it's weird to me, excuse me, but it, there's, there's some of that bigotry amongst Asians. And I mean, it makes sense. I mean, we got bigotry all over the country here. So I mean, we, we got no place to talk, but you know, that's a real thing there. Like, uh, I remember I was kind of stunned at like, the veracity which with which he denied being Mexican like it bothered him that much El Salvadorian my bad Inmar I got you so I, I, I don't want to make that I don't want to offend anybody and it just makes me sound like an ignorant fool and I know I'm ignorant on that particular aspect as far as not being able to really tell the difference so I'm not going to try and talk like I do know that's the problem it's okay to be ignorant to talk as though you're not is where the problem happens. You get that from you know, a lot of them Trumpsters. And we'll get into more of that shit here in a little bit. Mm. So all in all, still talking about my good Asian neighbor friend. And we talk with him a lot. It's a cool ass dude. And he was asking me uh, if I was by chance looking for work in a kitchen. No, sir. No, I am not. I did that for over 20 years. I'm now in the cannabis industry. Happy to not be working in a kitchen. But it dawned on me, and we had a nice little conversation, and it dawned on me after he walked away that he probably got that Waffle House cook vibe from me, you know? I get this because I remember way back in the day when I used to watch WWE. Now I watch good wrestling. Uh, But back back in the day when WWE, well, because that's entertainment, not wrestling. Uh, <laughs> when they did have some good shit going on, CM Punk, who just returned, might mention that here in a little bit. I mean, can, no, uh, you know, I was going to say that for the end, but can we just get a round of fuck? CM Punk. CM Punk. Now, let me tell you. I didn't like some of the shit he said, did after he had left WWE. But it seemed to me like there might be some contrition with Punk concerning that. So that's A, that's a good thing. B, WWE really fucked that dude up. Not only was he having like physical issues and infections that were not properly being taken care of by the WWE doctors. But it, it was like they, they, they almost screwed with him nonstop. And I'm sure they found him difficult to work with, just as they probably found Dean Ambrose difficult to work with. And I'm sorry if you're not into wrestling, but this is kind of a big deal, you know? Um, A lot of people were fucking excited for this. And I mean, wrestling fans, but this is an exciting thing for wrestling fans. Uh, You know, a kind of a parallel, although the opposite would be, you know, the OnlyFans uh, situation where they're not allowing porn shit, mature content anymore. And that there's going to be a lot of people upset by that. I mean, you got to kind of feel for some of the creators because, you know, they're making some money that way. But there's going to be a whole lot of uh, dudes (laughs) who are going to be upset that they can't see their favorite content creator on only fans anymore. I'm sure something else will pop up. Their priority is something, but <clears throat> I guess that's going away. So my point is, there's gonna be a whole lot of group, a, a whole lot of people, well, a group of people that's not excited for that, and just in the same way as a group of people will be excited for CM Punk. It's a stretch, but I had to get. Hmm. <laughs> um, Really, it was supposed to go smoother because I had a way to do that that was going to be at the end of the podcast. But since I brought up CM Punk, see, already, this is worse than the one I recorded last night. See how far I apologize, people. You could have had a great ass podcast and somehow technical difficulties happen, which they seem to happen often with me. And they happen. And all of a sudden, 
It's not converting my fucking shit. So then I have these files that I cannot use. I cannot open. I cannot convert. I cannot do anything with. Hence, re-record. And now a lesser product. Maybe we'll turn it around. Maybe we'll get this fucking thing turned around by the end. That's what we'll do. Let's stay positive. That's usually what I do. Positivity. Let's go, motherfuckers. Let's do this. We're going to have a hell of a rest of the pod, okay? And we're going to kill it. And then this one will be the one that will be better than what I recorded last night. Doubtful, but we're going to try. So. Waffle House cook. That's where I was at. Because of the whole CM Punk thing. Because once upon a time, Maybe it was Kevin Nash. There was a wrestler that said he wasn't afraid of CM Punk, blah, blah, blah. He's just trash talking. You look like a Waffle House cook. And he does, as do I. It's one of the reasons I appreciate Mr. CM Punk. He's not this big, muscly dude. Nah. He looks pretty average. He's got tats and piercings. He's a bit of a rebel. I appreciate that shit. But I really do think a, a lot of stuff with him got fucked in WWE, and he just kind of didn't want to fucking deal with anything pertaining to wrestling. He just, it was like they killed his love for the sport, and he had to find a way to get it back. And I don't agree with some of the shit that was said and done along the way. Nothing so egregious. I don't think you can, you know, go without forgetting. So it's good to see him back. It's good to see him back in wrestling. Brock Lesnar came back to the WWE. I I don't care. I I appreciate those that still do watch WWE. And every once in a while, I'll hear a little something pop up that I'm be like, ah, that'd be cool. I'd probably enjoy that if I was still watching, but I just don't. And there's probably a lot of people say, oh, really wise to be that. I really don't. Just like that whole OnlyFans shit, I'm sure there was a lot of people like, come on, you're one of the guys that gets on there. I'm really not. I'm really not. I don't even know how that shit works, to be honest. I imagine it's something like Patreon, where you get on, because I'm trying to get into Patreon. It's like a content creator, like service provider. And basically, you just get on, and people can like donate to your your creation, basically. And, and you know, it's just kind of a way to get paid. And... Lots of people do this. I, I donate. I think I still donate to the wrestling show I haven't listened to in like five years. <laughs> Just a buck. But they're good dudes. And, and, and they built their show up. Going in raw, I believe it is. So if you do watch WWE, check out that podcast. It's a good podcast. Um, but I'm still giving them a buck every month. And I don't care. It's a buck. But it, and even though I don't listen, I don't care. It's a buck. If that, if that $1 a month for me helps them out in any way, great. It's just a dollar, but hey, hey, I'll take just a dollar. But and then, you know, lots of content creators on Patreon, they have like, if you don't, if you donate so much money or give so much money, then you can get a t-shirt or bumper sticker, shit like that. And they'll also do stuff like, um, they'll have like their podcasts and, and then they'll have like Patreon exclusive ones. You've probably seen this, the, the podcast, they have the Patreon exclusive. So it's, it's for the members of Patreon to listen to. So I thought that was kind of cool. And so I'm going to, we're specifically me and my buddy, Aaron Stewart at AA runs 209 on Twitter. If you follow him for football stuff, he's a good guy. And uh, he does my fantasy podcast with me. And we're really trying to get the Patreon rolling for that because that that podcast is doing really well. I would like to get this one on track. I need to get some fucking guests. You know, I really, really need to get some goddamn guests on this show. We're going to do that. I mean, I've had Aaron on. I've had my fucking brother on. I need to get a fellow aspiring comedian on here to bullshit with me. I think I have one in mind. And I've been thinking about this, but I'm trying to get, again, all this moving shit out of the way and all of that. Goodness. Goodness gracious. Okay. Now that we've gotten all that (laughs) from fucking, what was I even talking about at the end of that? Patreon. (laughs) And the blunt's already almost gone. Uh, Talking about Patreon and OnlyFans. Yeah, because I imagine OnlyFans is like Patreon only. Uh, It it seems as though there's a lot of of women on there that uh, share stuff of themselves and get money for it. And it doesn't sound like they will be able to do that anymore. So, hmm. 
and you know maybe i kind of feel for the the content creators in that in, in that aspect but i, I kind of laugh at all the wankers out there that literally <laughs> okay so obviously a lot going on all right if, if you come back come back to me if you don't care about wrestling i'm done talking about CM punk and all that <laughs> and uh i do want to talk about uh kind of what see the kids they're they're supposed to be quiet but you do realize if you tell kids to be quiet they're never quiet it's when you just fucking ignore like i swear if it's it's the whole if you want them to do something they won't if you don't care what you're doing what they're doing they're the most behaved little fuckers in the world (laughs) anyway the wife and I have gotten back into the challenge on MTV. Now, I'm not big on a lot of reality show stuff. A lot of it to me is stupid. The wife enjoys herself some Big Brother, uh, but that's a, about all she got into. And way back in the day, I dated a couple of different girls. We're into like the real world. And uh, I was never into that, but I found a compromise because they also had the road rules, which at least competitions, shit like that. It to me a little more my style instead of just, you know, a bunch of people living in a house and it's constantly just drama, drama, drama. That's all it is. So they started having the real world road rules challenge. And I really enjoyed this. Obviously, then I, I wasn't with anyone for a while. And then when I was, they weren't into that sort of thing. So um, the, the challenge has just kind of evolved into this thing where because there's no more real world on MTV, there's no more road rules. It's just the challenge. And it's basically they'll take people from anywhere, any kind of reality show. Uh, they even had a wrestler on uh, this past season of the challenge leo rush um sorry to get back into wrestling but and leo rush is fantastic he is this tiny little black dude and the shit he does in the ring to me is amazing he does some shit i've never seen before when you've seen even if you don't care that much about wrestling this is fucking crazy what i'm about to tell you imagine a wrestling ring and when a guy gets thrown against the ropes how he just goes back and forth between the ropes that are across from each other right Leo Rush, if he gets thrown against the ropes, he will turn left or right. Like, so you think you're throwing him against the ropes and the momentum is going to carry him to the other side of the ring, to the ropes on directly across. And little Leo Rush takes that momentum and turns fucking left and bounces off the other side. It's crazy. Like the shit he can do in the ring. I love it. But anyway. They had a wrestler on. So, but it's mostly like people from like Survivor, Big Brother, uh, and then people from the past challenge shows. Um, so there is some, you know, real world and road rules people on there um, just because they've been around doing the challenge thing. But it's really gotten pretty good to where it's, it's, uh, there's far, there's always a little bit of drama, just people being locked up in a house, but it's really all about the competitions, the eliminations, everything like that. And uh, I, I enjoy it. And so it's a, it's one of those things where it really helps, you know, the wife and I, as far as our relationship, where we have something that, you know, it's not like I brought it to the table and she enjoys it. Like, like, like she likes hockey because of me she likes new japan pro wrestling because of me um you know i actually like fast and furious because of her i had never gave a shit about it before and we haven't seen the last couple it looks like they're getting kind of ridiculous but um the ones we watched up to a point, like I, I liked them better than I thought they would. So she got me into those. So we have those things where, you know, we brought them to the table and the other has enjoyed them. And then we each have our things separately. Like I'll watch bits and pieces of big brother, but I don't really care that much. Uh, football, she'll sit there when it's on sometimes, but she doesn't like football. (laughs) So we each have our own things, but we also have things that we've each brought to the table that the other person enjoys. And then we have things that um, we basically 
come to love together. And, and the challenge has been one of those things where it's, you know, we both watched a little bit of the shit back in the day and like the new stuff is really good and we really like it. And it's, it's good bonding. It's good together time. And, um, you know, even though that's not my, typically my type of show, it's nice to have one of those, it, 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 you know, that we both enjoy and it's not just, you know, one's watching it because for the other, because of the other, um, anything like that. And e- even with New Japan Pro Wrestling, my wife really enjoys that now, but it's still something like I could watch that all the time. She's not as into it as I am, you know, like that's still my shit, but she also enjoys it. And uh, so, yeah, so pretty interesting. The challenge it's uh, it's been fun so far. This one's called Spies, Lies and Allies or something. I don't know. But uh, it's uh, it, it's always crazy to watch these shows and some of the challenges they do. And it's just like, man, that would be such a fucking blast to do something like that. You know, something physical I would enjoy doing. I, I don't enjoy all the drama shit like that. And with the, the political aspects, you know, having to kiss ass, lie, con people, manipulate people. That's not really my bag. I could debate with you like a motherfucker but i'm not really into the whole getting getting into lying to people manipulating people it, you know keep it i'm just as liable to just say hey this is what i'm fucking doing you know stop me <laughs> i don't know uh, the challenge and it it, it it stinks because i i, I really do have all this shit like his dark materials um the Mandalorian. I had just gotten into that shit when the NBA and NHL playoffs started. And then I said, after that, I'm going to get back into it. But then I'm in this fucking Stephen King kick with my audiobook phase at work. And holy fuck, then I'll automatically I get done with the book and I got to check out the movie. And it's just like, oh, ugh. and then I've got my uh, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. That show finished up. I got still got to get caught up with. I've got so much shit I got to watch. And football is about to start. And I do some work in fantasy for fantasy football purposes. And so I, I, I've got to pay you paying attention to, it's just like, when am I going to have time to say, I need to hit the lottery. I need to hit the lottery so that I don't have to work. (laughs) And so that I can just podcast all the time. Yes. And write. And what was the whole reason that I wanted more time to begin with. <laughs> oh, to get up on caught up on all the shit I have to watch. So speaking of my Stephen King kick. Yeah, last night uh, I had tea for this mad tea party. And if you're on the video, you can see I had a Rockstar and energy drink today. Rockstar, if you're listening. I will gladly promote you. Yes, I will. It's the only fucking energy drink I like. Pla to the rest of them. Give me some rock star. Because I'm a fucking rock star. At heart, at least. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. See? What a good promotion. Come on and sponsor me. Rock star. Rock star. Come sponsor me, rock star. Okay. All right. All right. So speaking of my little kick with Stephen King, finished the Langoliers at work audiobook, obviously. And I fucking love this one. So it's more of a short story. If you don't know the Langoliers, if you're worried about spoilers, I mean, the shit's decades old. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I I actually rewatched the it was turned into a television movie and uh, it's a little corny. doesn't quite hold up. I enjoyed it. It was still fun. And um, so it's been around, but if you're really that worried, if you're really like, this sounds like some shit I need to check out. I don't want to know. Well, you'll have to hear me talk about it. Anyway, if you're worried about spoilers, fast forward a few minutes. <laughs> anyway, the Langoliers. About a a red-eye flight, and some people wake up on the plane, realize everybody else on the plane is gone. There's like 10, 11 people. 
they had all been sleeping. They wake up, everybody else is gone. Luckily, uh, and this is, includes the pilots and flight crew. Now, luckily, there was a pilot on board, found out about a tragedy. And as soon as he landed, he got back on a, he got on a plane to fly to Boston. This is where the red eye was going. It's also a mystery writer on board kind of helps them figure out what happened. And essentially, they, they land, they end up landing at an airport in Maine that's deserted. The air smells, there is no real smell. Uh, food stale, drinks are flat. Everything seems old. They realize they went through a time rift in the sky. And they survived because they were sleeping. They were now in the past. And not only that, but the past was ending. And what was helping the past end were the Langoliers. So it's all about them trying to figure out what the fuck to do with that information. And uh, it's a very good book. There's also a crazy-ass dude that happens to be on the plane who has to get to fucking Boston. He's crazy out of his goddamn mind. And there's a little blind girl. It's just a really good story. Good, just good Stephen King shit. It's from the book Four Past Midnight. It's got four short stories. Langoliers is the first one, and it is phenomenal. I highly recommend it. But it got me thinking about, you know, that kind of shit. That There is several instances of this kind of shit, maybe not specifically flying through a time rift, but planes disappearing. Now, there's a lot of discussion of with ships and both ships and planes in an area of called the Bermuda Triangle. Most people know what that is. Now, the thing with the Bermuda Triangle is that that's also like a shit spot in the ocean as far as weather is concerned. And if you look at the case as a whole, the Bermuda Triangle, that entire case, the whole reason, I, you know me, I'm not against the supernatural. I love the supernatural. Totally believe in this kind of shit. It wouldn't surprise me if there was something to the Bermuda Triangle being mysterious. It's the whole reason I found it interesting in the first place. But it does seem when you when you take a step back, look at the whole picture, that it's probably mostly weather related. And um, a lot of shit does go down there. So. One classic example, Flight 19, the Vanishing Squadron. Now, this was in December of 1945, but you had five Avenger torpedo bombers, and they left the uh, Naval Air Station in Fort Lauderdale. They're doing some bombing practice in the Bermuda Triangle, if I remember right, and they lost radio contact. Disappeared. They sent... 14 crewmen in total in the five planes. And then they sent two mariners searching for the missing planes. And one of the mariners never returned. So this, this one's crazy, but they just vanished. No sign of wreckage, anything like that. So that's the ones that, be, and this is what I tried to find, was the ones where there wasn't, Anything for wreckage ever found or very little. Um, And yeah, so this is one of the more mysterious ones because there are some pretty crazy sounding ones, but they end up finding wreckage. So you you just figure, "Ah, well, something happened. Weather, terrorism, something. But just complete, ones where it seems like they just completely vanished. So it got me thinking, that's the Langoliers got me thinking about that shit. Like Amelia Earhart. 1937, she and her partner, Fred Noonan, they left Papua New Guinea, and they were planning to fly around the world, and somehow they lost contact over the Pacific, and never heard from again, never seen, a big search for them, nothing. So, with this one, I read as one of the reasons, well, maybe they ran out of gas. Ran out of gas? Like, it would seem to me if, if like, Millie Earhart, not a 
not a dumb lady. If she had planned on going around the world, I'm sure she had the gas situation figured out in her fucking, like, I'm sure she figured that shit out. Her and Mr. Noon. I'm sure they had that under control. So that seems weird. But that's another one. Mm. Now in this next one, Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. This was more recent, 2014. Now they did happen to find, I believe, uh, a bit of wreckage that they believed belonged to this particular plane. But this one was flying from Beijing to Kuala Lumpur and uh, 227 passengers, 12 crew, about an hour after takeoff, just disappeared. And I think I read something where they might have veered off course and then just went and fell in the ocean somewhere. But um, that is definitely a weird one. And that's a whole lot of fucking people, man. That is a whole lot of people. 227 plus 12, 239, 200, almost 250. Oh my God. It's a lot of fucking people to just go fucking missing. So <clears throat> that's shit. That's shit. So, but these things are kind of interesting. You wonder just what the fuck happened. You know, could there be any kind of, I mean, shit, extraterrestrial, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> hey, that's the one thing I'm doing. I went this far in the pod before I started, you know, tongue tying and twisting my word and fumbling around. Uh, I was doing that shit right off the bat last night. I was tired, hungry, and high, and I was just struggling with talking a little bit. So, hey, hey, we're on a roll. Let's keep it going. We'll knock this out the park. It'll be a much better pod than fucking last night. <laughs> Let's go. So, yes, uh, you know, some of these you wonder. There's some kind of other force that was involved, extraterrestrial, supernatural, uh, military, you know. Was it weather? I mean, there's just, you know, when you don't know, you don't know. Like, you just don't know. Maybe next time I'll look into all the, uh, I'll just look specifically into the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe we need to have a little discussion on the Bermuda Triangle because there is some, you know, really interesting stuff there. And, 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 and there's, you know, mysterious cases. And, but you do look at it as a whole. At least the last time I did. See, just see, this is why I need to revisit it. It's been a minute. I'll have to do that. But before we get out of the, this is another aviation case, although it's not mysterious disappearance. I just had to throw this one in because I love it. <laughs> hmm. And that's the D.B. Cooper case. But really, it's a, it's kind of misidentified as D.B. Cooper because he used the alias Dan Cooper. Somehow there's a press mix up where it became D.B. Cooper, and then that somehow stuck. I don't know. It's fucking weird. But Dan Cooper went to Portland, got on a 727, paid cash for a one-way ticket to Seattle. This is a half-hour flight. Halfway between, about midpoint, gets a flight attendant's uh, attention, uses a note, some talking uh, situation. I've got a bomb. Here's what I want. 200000 in ransom four parachutes and stopping in Seattle to refuel and take off again. He, he lets the passengers off. This all goes down. Okay. Then it's just from Seattle, Dan Cooper with his money and his parachutes and a few flight crew that remain behind. Well, he puts them all in the cockpit and uh, he jumps out the fucking plane. There's a couple fighter jets tailing him, top and bottom, above and below. Somewhere over southwest Washington, Dan Cooper jumps out with his money and some parachutes. And yeah, there you go. A lot of people assume he didn't survive the fall, but uh, nobody's ever, it's unsolved. So maybe he did and someone came across the money <sighs> i wouldn't mind it if that was me to be honest <laughs> oh you poor son of a bitch what you got there man let me take this off your hands holy shit 
So either Dan Cooper was just a smooth motherfucker and pulled off one of the greatest fucking heists ever, or some lucky fucker found a bag of money somewhere on the ground in Southwest Washington. Oh, shit. But that one I had to bring up because it, I don't know how I did that. See, now fucked up once, it's just like a snowball effect. Sorry, we're going to take a break in a second. Refocus. Anyway, many, many mysterious disappearances, uh, particularly over water. And it, just, it makes it like, you know, these, these underwater UFOs, what are they called? UFOs, U, U, USOs, Unidentified Submerged Objects, I think is it. <laughs> But I mean, and just, again, the weather, like, when you just see, like, every once in a while, you see some videos of, like, a ship out at sea, and it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be anywhere near out in that, you know, like, that doesn't, no, no, (laughs) no, thank you. Oh, now the kids are getting loud. It's break time. They probably need a snack, you know. Are they seriously yelling at each other? No, they're not. They're good boys, luckily. But yeah, it's a lot of this shit happens over water. It's pretty crazy. And it, it, it really is. We don't know shit about the water. I mean, they say we know more about space than our own oceans. But I don't fucking know if I buy that. Because I don't think we know near. They're discovering shit all the time in space. And they're discovering quite often that... Uh, what they believed isn't necessarily right. So then they have to readjust. And so there's a lot of that going on to where, you know, we're still, there's still a lot to learn about space. So I don't, I don't know about that, but we definitely don't know shit about the ocean, but really it's crazy how little we actually know at all as human beings, right? Okay, we're back. And my joint is running. It's running. This is no good. This is no good. This is no good. Stop it, joint. You behave. You behave, Mr. Joint. Smoke properly. You know what I'm saying? You know, burn properly. Burn properly. Anyway, thank you. We're back after a quick break. And I was speaking, I had to change the page on my notes. Goodness gracious. Anyway, I mentioned before break that, uh, you know, it's kind of crazy how little human beings actually know about everything, really. And even more amazing that some of those human beings, a group of them, even less than that, but claim to know much more. (laughs) Such as the one and only Donald Trump, the orange racist turd, as I have called him. He had his Save America rally recently in Alabama, no less, uh, where there's no ICU beds because, of course, all the Trumpers just they're maskless, maskless fucking idiots, and they they did. Funny enough, he did get booed when he brought up vaccines. Like, <laughs> no, don't worry. Why am I getting no- the notifications? Shouldn't be going on right now. What the fuck is that about? What is it going on here? What is going on? Did someone try and FaceTime? That's what it's saying. That must have been from earlier. Why is this shit popping up on my computer? It's so weird. So weird. Anyway. I continue. 
got booed when he brought up vaccines. So he had to backpedal. You got to do what's best for you. You have your freedoms. Save America rally. Yeah, y'all are saving America. This big ass fucking event, this rally. And one of the worst COVID wise states. No ICU beds in the state. At least that was the case recently. But you got to have them rallies. Save America. Even though your gathering is doing the opposite of that. Got to push this election fraud bullshit. Got Mike Lindell, the pillow guy. Talking about reinstatement by the end of the year. Because you got to move the goalposts, you know. They said August 13th, which was a Friday, by the way. That would have been fucking terrible. Friday the 13th, yeah. Y'all, that shit didn't happen. No reinstatement there. Got to move the goalposts. It's coming, though, just like all the conspiracies. Oh, it's coming. Just like Hillary's, you know, you know, justice and and Biden. Yeah, all that shit's going to happen. Uh-huh. It didn't happen there. Oh, oh well, this happened. It's going to happen here. Keep pushing it down the road. Moving the goalposts. And somehow people are still lapping that shit up. It's quite fucking amazing, if you ask me. Still, still pushing that shit. It's just amazing. It's, you know, it goes to a lot of what I talked about last week and the divisiveness and the uneducation. And not to sound elitist or anything, but what an education can help you do as far as being able to critically view things and and to gather the proper sources and evidence that just (laughs) fucking conspiracies you know the the election shit is bad particularly because you've got these people now backing what they call like basically election security laws, election integrity stuff. Those are the kind of words they want to use. But really, it's suppression. It really is. It's making things more difficult for certain groups of people. That's why those on the right don't care. And they just act like it's whining and crying and blah, blah, blah. And we, well, we want to make sure that like what you can't get food or drink to somebody standing in line to vote. What the fuck is that about? It's just, it, it's all fucking ridiculous and it these people are for democracy when it's for them but they don't give a shit if there's not democracy all around that's why they don't give a shit about minorities people of color women it's democratic enough for them a lot of white males you know And Ash, the whole Ashley Babbitt thing is a great example of that. Because any time, like a black person is killed by a cop, they say shit like, don't resist. Do what they say. Blah, blah, blah. But in the situation of Ashley Babbitt, they find it some huge injustice that she was killed. When she was part of a riot breaking into a government building. They somehow excuse the actions of the cop killing the black guy in his own vehicle, for example. But not those of the cop in defense of his life with tons of people rushing towards him. And you got one cop being beaten with a fire hydrant, another cop being smashed in a door. But his shooting of one of the rioters was uncalled for. Okay. But these are the kind of people 
that are going to buy into the manipulation and they're just gullible enough. The same people that call people like me sheep, when in all actuality, I'm the motherfucker, one of not the motherfucker. <laughs> that sounded uh, pretty bad. I'm one of those motherfuckers that can go out and find factual, credible evidence, information, its sources. Y'all listen to bullshit and follow it. And we're the sheep. Mm. Mm. It's these kind of people that buy into QAnon and shit like that. Like, and there, here's an example of how dangerous that shit is. I read this story, but this dude, Matthew Coleman, and his wife, two kids, getting ready to go on a trip. All of a sudden, he takes off in the car, leaves her behind, just him and the kids. Ends up killing him. What he said was he believed his wife had serpent DNA. He was a big believer in QAnon. And that she'd pass that DNA down to her children, their children. And for the safety of the world, he needed to kill the kids. I mean, okay, whatever. That's some lunatic shit. Dude probably had some mental issues to begin with. But then you get these fucking people believing in QAnon. And you get a president like Trump who pushes QAnon. And that just gets these people who love him to buy into it. And then shit like this happens. And do you really think Trump gives a shit about situations like that? That a QAnon believer... What he believed in, as far as QAnon went, led him to kill his kids. That's an organization Trump is all for, but only because it supports him. He doesn't give a fuck otherwise. Just like he doesn't give a fuck about most of the people that support him. The fat redneck out there with the Trump flag and the Make America Great Again hat, the big red one. Uh, He don't give a fuck about you. You're not on his level. To him, you are way beneath. But he appreciates your support. (laughs) He appreciates your stupidity is what he appreciates, even though he's not that fucking smart himself. And that's really the scariest thing is it might not be Trump. I mean, Trump could do plenty of damage, but if it was someone much smarter... Got to be careful with that. Then you got Proud Boys. Yeah, I mentioned them previously. Making ruckus in Portland. Apparently clashed a little bit with Antifa. But before that, they had uh, taken up a, an abandoned Kmart and got on top of the roof. And they went there. They got a banner that was free political prisoners, it says. They're talking about the people from the Capitol, right? There's some Proud Boys there. Political prisoners. <laughs> uh, these fucking people, man. Stupid and full of piss. Not a great combination. Then there's a the whole situation with Afghanistan. And these people essentially for payback, are now like, let's impeach President Biden. First of all, as you know, I am not one who automatically defends Democrats, the left, wouldn't even that big on Biden. But much higher on him than Trump. (laughs) And when it comes to You know, the political parties, I've long believed two-party system is shit. Wouldn't be the first time I've talked about this, mentioned it, but it's fucking archaic. When it only the westernized countries around to have fucking (laughs) 
just two parties. And as I talked about last week with the education and all of that, and what a great job they've done dividing this country, that plays a large part, just two parties. Because the an independent party can never get off the ground. So, yeah, impeach Joe Biden, because, yeah, you guys went after our guy. <laughs> I sure, Biden, no fucked up. Again, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for him. This has not gone well. Seems like it's starting to get a little better. So if it ends without some sort of catastrophe, then, yeah, I could see, you know, this not sticking to him too harshly. But there's a really good article. Let me see again what it was. Let me check this. Stonekettle.com. And there's an article, Bitter Pill. And it's kind of about this whole situation. And how, yeah, of course it's Biden's fault. And it's not surprising and because that was Trump's plan. It goes on to talk about, <clears throat> I highly recommend it, reading it. It's chuck full of good stuff. Um, but it goes on to describe how this was one of his election promises was to pull out of Afghanistan. And he couldn't figure out how to do it without looking like shit. Without this sort of shit happening, what is going on right now? Or the past, you know. So he didn't fuck with it until he found out he lost the election. Then he's meeting leaders of Taliban, Camp David, doing this and that, making deals, etc. And uh, not to mention speculation that, uh, you know, there was some Russian troops targeting American troops. And... Uh, that Trump knew and didn't care, which would make sense if that's true, because, you know, he fucking Putin's kiss ass. He wants to be like Putin. He wants to be like Hitler. Hitler's not around anymore, so he, he's, he settles for Putin. That's what I believe deep down Trump wants to be. But he's too much of a fucking idiot. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But that's, that's why I said, that's why this is all scary to me, to me personally, as much as I've studied history. Because if someone comes along like Trump, but smarter, we could have a Hitler type person, at the very least, a Putin type person in American government. And that's kind of scary. Kind of scary. That's what I'm saying. But essentially, once he finds out He's losing the election. Then he decides to begin the push to leave Afghanistan. And he was right about one thing. Trump was right. That was trending over the past week. Trump was right. Get the fuck out of here. I think a lot of people would agree that, uh, you know, we needed to get out. We just clearly didn't learn from Vietnam. Um, it clearly wasn't going to work. It had been tried before in that region. It just, uh, yeah. So it is what it is. It was going to be ugly when we got out, but it was about time. We did it. It's over. Should have been handled better. Yes. And that's a strike against Biden. But other than that, I mean, that's all they got. <laughs> that's all they got. Because he's otherwise... Not done anything spectacular in my eyes, but he's he's been solid. People want to blame him that you know the pandemic's not gotten better. Well, that's because of the last president. Another thing Biden's catching shit for that's really the last president. Because if all along Trump had treated this pandemic, this virus, the way he should have, maybe we wouldn't have so many of his fucking people. It is so latched on to the opposite side of this that they'll even boo him at his own rally over vaccines. That's insane. If he had been from the beginning, 
touted this as something dangerous and hey, wear masks, this and that and this and that. If he had treated it like he should have, maybe a lot more people would have been on board with it that were on his side, that were of his ilk. Maybe a lot more people would have been on board and we wouldn't be so far off right now. But we are. We are. So. I mean, you can't ignore Trump's part in this stuff. And I mean, you even look at the GOP website that removed the whole thing about him getting a deal done with it. Like, it's just so funny. But this is why the two parties suck. Because you got that side that's doing that stupid shit. And instead of calling it out, their believers, their voters, whatever. They defend it. They don't care. Our side's right no matter what. That kind of, I just, there's hypocrisy everywhere on that side. And again, that's why I've been turned so far away with it. And I, and I'm just, and I'm bummed because of the two party system that the only side I have to go to is the Democrats. And again, I like a lot of their ideals, but when it comes to like, hey, let's get some great people in leadership, like, no, we're going to go with old ass Joe Biden. Okay. I mean, I'm glad as fuck he beat Trump. That was scary shit. But yeah, like, give me something like, what is this? (sighs) The country, it's in a perilous place. You know, it just is. And there's enough ignorance around to fan the flames. It's, uh, I don't know, it's, it definitely feels, it's definitely one of the most uneasy times, I'd say, since I've been alive. Um, you know, you, you see the images of the Proud Boys in Portland last night and and there's just a whole lot of bullshit going on. And hmm, just feels like, you know, even though apparently the whole investigation and case against Trump for the tax and all that shit, apparently that's ramping up and getting going. But when it comes down to it, he's still he's still around. Still doing his thing. Still egging people on, motivating people. I don't know about you, but I don't like it. I don't like it. The country, say again, it's in a perilous place and there's just enough ignorance going around and stupidity to fan the flames. To fan the flames of this, to make it really turn into some shit for this country. That's what I'm afraid of. Like there's not enough shit to worry about. <laughs> like we got COVID, we got fucking climate change. I'll throw in all this shit. Yeah. Like we don't got enough going on. Anyway, let's wrap this fucking tea party up. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mentioned CM Punk. Can't get into that. Uh, football. Uh, yeah. Oh, and I already did my quick public service announcement. See, this is a much different pod than last night. Things rearranged. Well, my quick pug- public service announcement was that I may or may not have a pod next week. I talked about that in the beginning. But anyway, anyway. Well, shit. Well, shit. Let's get the fuck out of here. Should we get the fuck out of here? Let's get the fuck out of here. That's a good pie. That's a good pie. You know, I was afraid. I was afraid, really, that it wouldn't turn out as well as last night. But I think it turned out pretty damn well. Last night was good. Okay, maybe we get better. Yeah, yeah, I feel good. All right, Madcaps. Until next time. Thank you.
Bye. 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 Bye.